Hello and welcome to This Podcast is Rigged with J.W. Riggs. I have a great guest today and a great friend, Nate James. How are you doing today, Nate? I'm doing well, J.W. Stoked for this. It's going to be fun. Dude, I'm so excited. So, um, I guess uh, starting off, I'm going to tell them a little bit about you, about you and then you could go on with that if you would like to. Okay, sweet. So, um, uh, so Nate is a musician and a junior at Free Dogman? Yes, sir. Awesome. So, um, let's talk about your new album a little bit, No Man's Land, mm-hmm. and how that became what it is. Absolutely, yeah. Is there anything particular you'd like to know? Um, just basically how you came up with the idea and like, I'm trying to think of the word, like, I guess like conceived the idea. Okay, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, so, No Man's Land, the uh, kind of the mission statement of the project is really to outline um, where I see myself in the music industry. Um, anybody who knows, like, um, I don't know, uh, like, strategy, wartime lingo knows that No Man's Land describes the area that is not controlled by either side, right? And so <clears throat> there's constant, you know, war going on, but there's always that patch of No Man's Land that is not controlled by any one side. And so um, those who have been with me since day one know that I started out as specifically a Christian artist, mm-hmm. right? Um, that that was very much influential in my music. And uh, I have since left behind that title. Obviously, I am still very much a Christian. Um, I actually, my sermon is sitting right over there. I'm going to be preaching tomorrow. Um, So uh, that's something I want to continually reassure people is that uh, this is not me not leaving my faith behind, merely leaving behind the Christian music industry. Um, But I also obviously am not a secular artist. And so I find myself in this middle ground of where people don't really know where to put me anymore. And so, and there's kind of this fight going on for attention with the Christian music industry and the secular music industry. And in the midst of that fight, I find myself right in the middle where it's not controlled by either side. And so the nice thing about that um, is that I can have an audience both in the Christian world and in the mainstream world, right? And so, you know, uh, two people who really inspired me to make this decision as well are actually my two favorite entities in music, which is a rapper named NF, who a lot of people are familiar with, who also started out CHH, which stands for Christian Hip Hop. He started out CHH and now is no longer. Um, And then my favorite band, which is Skillet, which uh, they do not brand themselves as a Christian rock band, but they make music that is clearly influenced by Christianity. And so, yeah, that was kind of the theme of this. Uh, each song kind of plays into that theme. I would consider this a concept album because it all follows a similar theme and a similar message and storyline. But yeah, so that was, uh, you know, I came up with this idea about a year ago. Um, it came up pretty quick after some things happened that made me realize I didn't want to be a part of, you know, the Christian music world mm-hmm. anymore. Um, really, uh, you know, uncovered a lot of hypocrisy in that world and didn't want to associate with it anymore. So that's kind of where the... <clears throat> where the concept came from, and it just sprouted, sprouted from that. Awesome, that's great, man. Yeah, I mean, I heard about you a little bit before, as I'm a freshman at Freed Hardman. Uh, so I heard about you a little bit beforehand through Instagrams. I think mm-hmm. either Robert Young shared something of yours, or it just popped up on my feed. So I mean, I've known about you for a while, and I've always been a big supporter of your music. So thank you. I'm just this is awesome. I appreciate so, that, man. Thank you. So and then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as I've always like even I've been that kid who's wanting to go to Freed since he was twelve. Yeah. So I always try to just like even before this summer especially, I would look up different artists that were 
uh, popular at Freed and who were becoming a thing, students that were trying to be artists or that were artists. Then yeah. you were one of them, so I'm like, that's great. Sweet, bro. I'm glad. Uh, now, my next thing is, um, how did you get started in music? Is that something that you've always been passionate about? or? Yes. So, <clears throat> my music trip is actually kind of funny, because if you were to talk to me just like five or six years ago, I would have told you that I hated rap. I didn't think it was art. I thought that it was terrible. I thought that all rappers were awful. Um, the only music that I was aware of at that time was like a little bit of country, um, acapella praise stuff, and then like Elvis Presley in the middle there. That's um, <clears throat> so it's good music. Yeah. You know, that's all excellent music. Elvis was the first artist I ever really got into. But um, there was a whole other world that I had not yet touched yet. And I was, uh, you know, I was raised in a family where music was very important. Um, whenever we would do our family devos together every day, we were always singing together. Um, you know, my, my grandparents, specifically my grandma, was always really into music as well, into singing. And uh, so, like, I always had a love of music, and I always loved participating in music. But it was only when I was around 15 or 16 that I discovered a love for hip-hop, specifically. And... That started out just as a fandom and really just liked listening to it. Um, you know, uh, Toby Mac, Grits, Group One Crew, those were the three uh, hip hop icons that I really first got into. And then, of course, NF, and from there it sprouted to, you know, literally hundreds of artists. Um, but then once I was around, you know, I was almost 16 and I realized, or I was almost 17. And I realized that uh, it was something that I was capable of doing on my own. You know, when I would memorize uh, a rap song and I would do it, you know, as I was listening to myself or I would do it in front of other people and people would tell me like, you're, you're really good at that. You can do that. And like, I would gradually, like I, it started out as just a challenge for me. If I heard a really fast rap, I was like, I want to learn to do this and I want to do it for people. And so then it started to click that okay, I kind of have a capability at this and I've always loved writing poetry. I thank my mom for that. She like, from the time I was young, would have us, I, so I was homeschooled, so she was my teacher. And something she would have us do is like, part of our school was we had to write poems every week. So I, and, and memorize poems. So I was very, very exposed to literature and to poetry from a young age. So then I kind of took those two things and I realized, okay, I've written poetry for years and I love hip hop and I'm capable at hip hop what if I combine the two? So then for about a year, I, I had only been 17 for a little while, um, I started just writing it. And I didn't release any because I didn't think they were really all that good. But I started writing some, writing more and writing more. And I got to the point that I realized, I think I want to do this. Like, I actually want to put out a song. And so uh, August 1st, no. September 1st? It was either August 1st or September 1st. I think it was August, though, <clears throat> where uh, I released my first song. And in a matter of, like, 24 hours, hundreds of people were checking it out and were sharing it with everyone. And I realized, I was like, huh, this really is something that I enjoy doing. And I really think I'm capable at it. And so from there, uh, you know, God just continued to open more and more doors, saw more and more success. And uh, I am already almost about to top 100,000 streams Dude. across 113 countries. Actually, more than 113 now, because we added more this last year. So yeah, it's wild. There's some crazy stuff 
uh, in the making right now. But uh, I just thank God because, you know, I really do believe that everything was right from the very beginning. Everything was, you know, happening for a reason. The, the training in poetry, the love of music, and then getting introduced at just the right time to hip hop and uh, that really blossoming <clears throat> and just being something I realized I could do. And so that's kind of that's kind of where it started for me. That's that's fantastic. Now this now this next question kind of leads into that as well. Where do you see? I know this is probably one to think about too. Uh, where do you see yourself in ten years or your career in ten years? You know, I actually was just writing out my vision board the other day because I really do have a ton, a ton of ideas for where I see myself in you know the next five to ten years. And at the trajectory that I'm going right now, where I see myself specifically in like 10 years, like a long time from now, um, I definitely see myself touring, um, whether that's opening for people or headlining. Hopefully in 10 years, I'll be headlining. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, the way that I look at it is, and this is the way that I, you know, I talk to God in my prayers, is however big he wants me to get, that's how big I want to mm-hmm. Because if he wanted me to stay, you know, underground and it looked like that's kind of how it was working and, I, you know, I got a few thousand people just consistently checking it out, I can live with that. That's great. That means I'm influencing a few thousand people. Um, if it really does, you know, if it means selling platinum and doing global tours and, you know, being on the radio and being a mainstream hit, then so be it. I would love that future too. So, um that's kind of hard. You know, it's, it's an interesting question. It's a hard one for me to answer because I really do see so many ways the next five to 10 years could go. Um, but if it were all under my control, (laughs) then I would definitely say I will be touring by then. Um, I'll be making music with my favorite artists. Um, in an ideal world, I'd like to stay independent and not get signed so that I can continue, um, just owning everything that I do. Um, you know, I have an idea for uh, a band that I'd like to start, a rap group that I'd like to start, um, in 10 to 20 years, I'd like to start my own record label, um, and a a fashion brand. So like there's, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of in the very, very infancy stages right now. But, uh, yeah, the next, specifically the next three years, I have a, I have a three year plan that is hopefully going to have me, um, doing things like charting billboard within the next hopefully three years dude that's insane that's awesome <laughs> I, you. uh dude i'm so excited to see that too i see it i can see it so. <laughs> thank you um but yeah like headlining like fedex forum or something that's the only yeah. one that popped in my head since i'm from memphis oh, so yeah. yeah i another one of my dreams this is just a totally a random thing to throw out there but I would really love to be the first hip hop artist invited to perform at places like Furnace Fest, which is a rock festival or metal festival, because there's a few hip hop artists, a few rappers who are loved in every music Mm -hmm. community, you know, because they love every music community. And I'm very, specifically with like metal, I'm very heavily invested in that community as well. And I've kind of become, uh, just with some of the, a, a few hundred people who I've talked to specifically from that community, um, I'm a hip hop artist who, for whatever reason, even metalheads like, <laughs> and so I'd like to keep that up. And I'd really like to be someone who, I don't know, it can become very easy to pick apart artists just because you don't like the genre they're from. 
And so it's cool when you see these artists that can crossbreed several different genres and still be loved, mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of, that's where I see myself. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm friends. Uh, some of my best friends are metalheads, I guess, if you if people still use that term. Absolutely. But um, and I sent them some of your stuff a few months ago. They loved it. That's awesome. So I, I sent them that. some more yesterday. They haven't been able to listen to the new album yet, but I sent it to them to listen Sweet. to. Sweet. So Thank you. I appreciate that. As they they helped me make this podcast. I mean, um, some of them are part of the uh, metal group Dicotic, which okay. became kind of popular on through YouTube and yeah. TikTok and stuff. So they just started making reaction videos to right. some K-pop metal, which okay. believe me is a thing. Oh yeah, well, I've, yeah. I've checked out some K-pop metal. Yeah, it's strange, but it's awesome. It's a weird, it's a weird <laughs> subgenre, but it's, it really it's got some good stuff. So they started doing that, and then they're like, "Well, if we're just doing the reaction videos, we might as well put our music on there too." Absolutely. They just kind of blew up a little bit over. COVID. So. That's cool. I love that. But, uh, yeah, now let's talk about your uh, metal influence a little bit more, too, as you've kind of sparked it with that. Like, you sparked the conversation a little bit with that. So uh, let's yeah. talk about that a little bit more. Who is, uh, I guess, if you count Skillet as metal, who... Definitely. Besides, who are, like, your biggest uh, metal influencers? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I really have, like... <laughs> Like, it's funny, I could honestly say that I love metal equally as much as I do hip-hop, and maybe even more. Like, I love metal so much. So if I look at just, you know, my uh, my Spotify stats here for who I listen to, um, Skillet is always at the very top. They always have been. Um, they are by far my favorite band. Uh, I love John Cooper. John Cooper has been a huge influence on uh, the way that I view myself as an artist. Not necessarily my sound, because I'm not a rock artist, but... Um, <clears throat> I really, really look up to him. He is a huge, huge deal to me. I, uh, I've met him once and, um, I think I still have the recording up on my Instagram, but I have actually sung with Skillet twice Dude. and that was, those were literally some of the coolest experiences of my life. But, um, if I go through here, <clears throat> let's see, Memphis Mayfire, um, is a huge, huge, big time. One of my favorites. I'm actually seeing them again in a few weeks, which is awesome. Um, Motionless and White. Motionless and White uh, is just an incredibly edgy, dark band that kind of touches on new metal. Um, and same with like From Ashes to New, some really, really good stuff from them. Um, did I already mention Dayseeker? Did I say that yet? No. I love Dayseeker. Dayseeker is incredible. Rory Spencer, the um, lead singer from that, I've talked with him quite a bit and he is just one of the greatest vocalists of our time, so I love him. Um, but I could literally rattle off, I mean, Fit for a King, Lamb of God, Wage War, Three Days Grace, um, Three days Shine Grace Down, so Shine Down, Fight the Fury, Linkin Park, Lorna Shore, Machine Gun Kelly, Disciple, Red, Our Last Night. Um, <laughs> like, I, I literally, I love, I love so many bands. And with each of them too, uh, I mean, Breaking Benjamin, Bad Omens, I'm just scrolling through here looking at all the stuff that I listen to and I, like, there's so much metal. Um, Apparitions, that's a really underground band who actually, one of my really good friends is the lead singer and bassist. They're incredible. Uh, the Devil Wears Prada, they're crazy. Um, the Word Alive, there's, I mean, there's so much. I, I'm, I'm actually going to get out of that app of where I'm looking at because I could literally keep scrolling for like an hour of just all the bands. Um, but if I was to say the ones that have really been an influence on me musically, Skillet is by far the first band that comes to mind. Um, 
But yeah, I would say after that, probably Memphis Mayfire and Dayseeker. Those are my, you know, probably some of my, my biggest. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, I My brother's seen Memphis Mayfire in concert before. Like, They're so good. I think you would enjoy talking to him because uh, back in Texas, I grew up in El Paso, Texas, for those of you that don't know. As <laughs> I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but you never know when you have new listeners. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in El Paso, Texas. My brother's eight years older than me. So uh, when I guess he was 14, 15, went to his first concert, and then uh, his best friend Kareem or one of his best friends uh, introduced him to some other people. Then through them, he met um, this guy named Adam, and he was the mm-hmm. basically he ran I guess what they called a street team where basically they would just promote. So oh, my brother yeah. became one of the main promoters in that area for just like the metal stuff when he That's was a teenager. Sweet. So just metal, pretty much anything like that, and. That's so cool. I never, like, I went to a few things, but he got to see all sorts of different people and stuff like that. And then, of course, he also went to work Tour, which I wish was still a thing. I do, too. I never, you know, metal was another thing that I kind of started getting into that right around the same time that I did rap. Before that, I literally hated both. And so, unfortunately, during my years when Warp Tour was still a thing and, and, you know, a lot of other great festivals and tours... Uh, unfortunately, I was not in the metal scene. So I'm kicking myself now because I would have loved to see those things. Right. It's so frustrating. Um, you know, there are some things about being a sheltered homeschooler that are amazing, and this is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just remembered this. When I was nine years old, I came up with a huge point of why I should go to Warp Tour with my brother. And like, I literally almost begged my parents. I'm like, well, there's this point, this point, this point. And then we made the pros and cons. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. They're like, but when you're older, you could go with him. And then by the time I got older, I'm like, darn, Warp Tour is no longer a thing. Yeah. So that's frustrating. But the thing is, I mean, I understand no nine-year-old should go to work tour. That's, you know, I think that's a good judgment, yeah, that, that, honestly. That's a really good judgment. Yeah, looking back, it, it's hard because, like, you know, like I said just a second ago, like, uh, a lot of amazing things, but that's not one of them. I kind of take that back when I think about it a little bit because, honestly, I think that the way that I was raised is best mm-hmm. because the really aggressive music that comes out of metal or kind of the defiant sound of a lot of rap isn't really all that healthy, especially for a, for, for, for a young mind, you right. know, that's still being really shaped. So, uh, mom, dad, if you're listening right now, thank you for the way that you raised me. I love you both. I definitely kind of wish I had gotten into it sooner, but it's probably best for me that I didn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully, who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll bring back some of those things maybe. eventually. I hope. I really hope. I don't know why Warped Horse stopped. I don't think it was a COVID issue. I just think... <laughs> They just stopped. Yeah, I don't really know either. Hopefully they bring it back. I really hope so. That'd be awesome. Who knows? Maybe in 10 years you could headline Warp Tour. Dude, that would be crazy. Oh, man, that would be wild. Dude, I could, like, MC it. I would grow a mohawk for that. I would grow a mohawk. Do it, bro. 100%. That'd be fire. Mom, Dad, if you're listening, you did not hear that. I will not be growing a mohawk. <laughs> if y'all are listening, love you and thank you. <laughs> oh, they do listen to my podcast, so I'm like... Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, uh, but no, my, uh, my parents and my, my whole family's. If you've seen anything that I post about music, mm-hmm. my music scattered everywhere. Yes. One one second I could be listening to Johnny Cash, then literally the next song could be a Red song. Yeah. Or pretty much anything in between. Red so, is another one. I didn't mention Red. I think red, you did. Red was oh did I did I say Red? 
when you were going through the list, I think. Good. Right okay. after I, Machine Gun Kelly. I hope I did because Red was one of the first rock bands I ever got into with their song Breathe Into Me. That's like, that's crazy. Dude, that song's great. I've yeah. seen them in concert twice. You have? Yes. So, Winter, Man. what is that? Winterfest, Winter Jam, whatever? Winter Jam? Winter Jam. Yeah. Winter, Winter Jam. And then 2016, so at the time my brother was going through cancer. And then, um, so we went to the FedEx Forum. It was great. The whole family had a great time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, saw them, loved them. Even my parents, who aren't big metal fans, but they're just, they'll still listen to it occasionally. Yeah. They loved it. And then uh, in 2018, so after my brother was in remission and everything for two years at that point, he, uh, him and his wife took me to, I actually don't even know if they were married yet, but uh, they took me to New Daisy in Memphis, which is mm -hmm. now closed. One yeah. of the venues there. It was Red, Lacey Strum from Flyleaf. No way. You Dude, saw Lacey She was Strum, pregnant. Bro. She was you pregnant. Saw... Dude. So, yes. You saw Wow. That's crazy. She was pregnant and jamming out too. It that's was crazy. Awesome. She is a legend. She is. she is a living legend. And like she told her life story there. Yeah. Everybody was in tears pretty much. Oh Dude. well as they should be. Dude, that was insane though. It's just and Oh, dude, that was so awesome. This conversation's bringing back a lot of memories. So yeah, bro, that's that's awesome. I love that. You know, Winter Jam is coming back again this year. I'm actually going to at least one of the stops, hopefully more than one. And Disciple is touring with them, which is going to be a blast to see them. I'm really their uh, their headliners are We the Kingdom and Jeremy Camp, so I'm really stoked to see them. But uh, I'm really excited for Disciple and Andy Mineo. Disciple, Disciple in particular is going to be crazy. Jeremy Camp's gonna be good too. Jeremy Camp is super good. I love him because even though he makes you know mainstream Christian music, it's kind of influenced by rock. Yeah. And he's he almost strikes me as being kind of like the Christian Imagine Dragons, almost kind of similar. Oh, wow. But uh, and and Imagine Dragons is like one of my top bands of all time. I love them. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that that kind of explains some of my metal influence. Um, I think that metal has had more of an influence on the way I think and the way I carry myself as an artist as opposed to my actual sound mm -hmm. right now. Because um, obviously if you listen to my music, um, I don't really have much rock influence in it right now. Um, but I mean, if anybody's listening right now who does like rock, uh, my the second song on my album No Man's Land is called Belong featuring mm -hmm. Julian Gomez. And that very much has an alternative punk rock sound. Um, and Julian Gomez actually is uh, the lead singer of a band called The Nameless that does a lot of rock stuff. So it's a great song. You should check it out. <laughs> but no, that's awesome. I've really been meaning to go to concerts more. Yeah. But it's like then COVID happened. Yeah, it killed a lot of stuff. Yeah, that, that really killed a lot of stuff. Like, of course, New Daisy was closing at the time anyways because ownership mm -hmm. problems. Mm -hmm. Like, we almost saw Hoopastake. Like, oh, we really? had the tickets and everything, but Man. then they closed. It would have been insane. That is so sad. Even though I could only think of one of their songs right now, but still. Yeah, oh, yeah. that would have been fun. Um, but uh, I almost did see Skillet, but we couldn't go that year. We had the tickets, and I think all of us got the flu or something. Mm. So, couldn't you know, go. But I, uh, There's a good chance that for spring break, I'll actually be going back six days early just to see a Skillet concert <laughs> when I come back. I would do the same thing. Yeah. So, do you ever listen to? Uh, I'm sorry. I I'm like a hamster. I jump on the wheel, then I jump back on the wheel. No, you're so, good, bro. I think also that's why we're friends 
is because we could just carry on conversations <laughs> for hours. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially with this subject. As I remember one time we went to um, uh, Gano, so the dining hall, for those of you that don't know much about Freed. And I think it was like second or third week of me being here. I sat down at 11. I did not leave until 1. Yeah. Because I think we just talked for like two I hours. And then Sai came into the conversation. So <laughs> and the conversation just went even further. It oh, was yeah. awesome. Of course. But uh, have you ever heard the band The Aquabats? They're a very they're somewhat huh. pop punk, which is my favorite genre, or one of my favorite yeah. genres. And kind of you could tell a little metal influence. I've heard of them, but I haven't heard their music before. That's dude, they're really good. I think you would like them. If you okay. just need something a little lighthearted and somewhat comedic. Yeah. They're very comedic. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add that to my Spotify queue right now so I can check them out. Um, they're one of the ones that my brother saw at Warped Tour. He saw them. He saw Bowling for Soup. Oh, nice. Which Bowling for Soup is... I heard they're not fantastic in concert, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, that would always be really cool yeah. to just see Bowling is for Soup. Is there any particular song I should add to the queue or songs? Super Rad. Cool. Alright. Nice. But yeah, um... So, um, my other question, of course, I already know this, but uh, if you want to say it, and we kind of said it a little bit, what's mm -hmm. like your main message that you're trying to spread with your music? My main message? <clears throat> that's, uh, that's definitely, it, it's hard, because half of me says that's a difficult question to answer, because there's a lot of stuff that I'm trying to communicate to people, but I think that the heart of what I want to communicate to people is that whatever it is that they're experiencing that they're not they're not alone in experiencing that because probably the worst part about dealing with um whatever dark stuff you're dealing with is the isolation aspect of it um <clears throat> whenever uh you know everything was going on with my biological father years ago um for for those of you who don't know my background i i had a lot of um I don't really know what word to fill in there, but experiences with my biological <laughs> father that um, were were abusive, and uh, that period of my life is definitely a very dark period of my life. And the worst that I ever felt during that were the times that I thought that I was alone, that I couldn't talk to people, that um, you know that it was going to beat me, that I couldn't that I couldn't overcome it. And now here I am, years later, experiencing huge success that I never would have thought. And so what I really want to do is be a beacon of hope to people experiencing those same things to show like, hey, if a dude like me, who, uh, you know, I do not think is, you know, d despite my tough exterior, I do not consider myself an incredibly strong person. If someone like me, with the help and grace of God, can defeat those things and can overcome it, then surely they can too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the suicide rate in our nation is, and just in the world, is ridiculous. Um, I actually live right next to um, a school district in Colorado that has one of the top five highest suicide rates in the nation. Mm. And so, like, you know, kids in our youth group have known people, numerous mm. people who have taken their lives. And I don't know, there's been such a departure from God, such a departure from traditional morals, uh, a departure just from hope in general. And so I really want to be a voice to the world and to our nation in particular that says that these things can be beaten, these things can be overcome. Um, so I think that that is really one of the main 
messages that I have, but kind of hand in hand with that too. That's like the deeper, more emotional message behind my existence as an artist. But on the very surface level, um, for anyone who knows anything about marketing or brand archetypes or anything, my archetype is what is known as the outlaw, which is kind of funny because that's the name of my first album, right? I, I, that was very intentional. Um, in the same way that Taylor Swift has an album called Lover and a branding archetype is literally called The Lover and it was her uh, a callback. I'm rambling on that now. Dude, <laughs> that's that's, good, that's a bunch of marketing jargon, but um, that was really to outline my role because a huge part of who I am too is um, showing that it is okay to break the mold and to not fit what everyone else wants you to be. Because I have so many people, just personally in my life, and people who I've never even met, who are fans or critics or whatever, um, who want me to be a certain way. And I have said, no, I'm not gonna be that way, I'm gonna do this. And it's funny because a lot of those people are then like, well, okay, you know, you're not, you're not gonna do well, it's just gonna be you on your own, and here I am mm -hmm. experiencing immense success with what it is that I'm doing. And um, one of my favorite quotes that I heard recently is, not everyone is gonna understand your calling. It wasn't a conference call. I love that. Dude. That's fire, you know? I wanna use that. Yeah, I, dude, I it's do. so good. I love that, I love that, that quote so much. And it really is super applicable to me because um, especially in the music industry, when you listen to everything that gets popular, everything that gets big, there's a very specific sound, a very specific subject that they're all talking about. Um, and it's usually very hedonistic, you know, which for those of you who haven't like taken philosophy or, or anything right. like that, hedonism is saying whatever pleases me, I should do. Whatever makes me happy, I should do. And so there's I mean, just the fact that in 2020, the most streamed song was WAP by Cardi B. Right. That says something about our society. Mm -hmm. And so that is the mold that wants to be set. You have the Jack Harlow's, the Lil Nas X, the, you know, whatever. You can yeah. name a ton yeah. of artists. Tons. Cardi B. Yeah. Which Megan I think Stallion, is, yeah. Nicki Minaj, any of them. Um, and it is a lot easier to be successful when you sound like that and when you say things like that. And a lot of people like to call you corny if you don't talk about those things. And so I guess another huge part of why I'm here is to show that the only mold that you need to fit is the one that you set for yourself. And ultimately the one God sets, of course. But that's more of a moral thing rather than a personality thing. When it comes to what you do in life, what your calling is, what you feel passionate about, the only one who should be making those decisions, the only one who should be figuring out what's best for you is you. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's a huge deal for me with this release of this album because that this is really me declaring to the entire world, you know, with my last song on that album, which is called Approved. There's, there's a period in that title and that period is there for a reason. Approved, period. That is, that's it. You know, if that was the last thing that the entire world heard from me, from music, if by some you know, huge accident, I was to be taken out of this world, or if whatever happened so I couldn't make music, if those were the last words people heard from me, I would be okay with that. Because that right there is all I need them to hear, is that like literally the last words on this project say, I don't need you, just God approved. And I already have that approval. And on top of that, I have the approval of my closest family. Mm -hmm. I have the approval of you know of my woman 
I have the approval of God. So I do not need anything else. And so like, <laughs> you know, that's it. That's period. It's, it's done. There's nothing else that needs to be communicated. Now, obviously, there's a lot more that I feel the need to say as an artist. And so don't get me wrong. There is a ton more music on the way. But a huge part of my message as an artist is that you do not need validation or to fit the mold of any person but yourself. And so I really want to be a voice to the kids, to the youth, even to adults, but specifically to younger people that, you know, whether you love him or hate him, Kanye West talked about in one of his old interviews on The Breakfast Club that when he was growing up, he, you know, for a long time, he just wanted to follow the trends until he realized he should be setting the trends mm -hmm. and people should follow that. And I think that if you match that same mentality to yourself, you're going to live a much more fulfilled and happy life. And so, yeah, I think that those two things really coupled together kind of make up who I am as an artist. Obviously, there's a lot more things I talk about. I talk a lot about mental health. Um, my favorite song I've ever made is called Plastic Smile um, that I wrote. Uh, actually, I don't know if, if you know about this situation, but on campus, there was a student right. who took his life last, last semester. And, I, um, I knew a little bit of the situation, but not much. Yeah. Um, so he was somebody who I, I didn't know him super well, but we hung out a little bit. I knew of him and some of my really, really close friends were close friends with him. And so it really impacted a lot of people. And the night that we learned about that, I wrote that song. And so, uh, I don't know that that's why it's a difficult question for me to answer. Cause there really are a lot of things that I think make up who I am as an artist. Um, but I think that those two things are really what go hand in hand. Awesome, dude. That's fantastic. But uh, you're an inspiration to me. Thank you. So that's great. Um, and another thing I want to say, last night was the first night that I've actually seen you perform. And that was for oh. karaoke. So I'm like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a blast. That was so much fun. And for those of you that don't know, yes, I sang karaoke. No, <laughs> it wasn't amazing, but it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude, it was fun, though. It's a lot of fun. I love karaoke. So, um, but yeah, is there anything else that you would like to talk about or possibly even promote? Um, just be sure to go check out my album. I just released a new music video yesterday for one of the songs on the album. It is, uh, the coolest music video I've ever been a part of. Um, the graphics are amazing. Uh, got a bunch of my friends together and we just basically had a party with it. So it was a blast. Um, and it's doing well and a lot of people are liking it. Um, my website is going to be launching hopefully within this next week and I'm going to have CDs available to sell for mm. this album and everything. And so, uh, yeah, if you're interested in that, if you go check out my socials on Instagram, I'm Nate James music official. If you just type in Nate James music, I should be the first result. Um, and then on YouTube, of course, Nate James music as well on Spotify and everywhere else. You can find me under my artist name and, uh, yeah, just, uh, Go check me out, and uh, I'm, my DMs are always open. I always love to talk to people and hear feedback, so uh, yeah, shoot me a message. Awesome, sounds good. Well, thank you so much, and thank you everyone for listening. Please go check out uh, Nate's music and uh, everything else, and I hope you all have a blessed day, and uh, I just want everyone to know that God loves you, and that uh, if anybody needs uh, anything, just reach out to me, and have a great day. Bye-bye.